Welcome to The Gailey Show, where we celebrate LGBTQ culture and entertainment, both in Minnesota and beyond. I'm your host, J.P. Derbogosian. To kick off our show today, starting January 14th, Minnesota People of Color Pride is hosting Sunday Old School at Lush Lounge and Theater in Northeast Minneapolis. They want to take you back to the good old days with soulful vibes, tasty soul food, and classic games. For food, they have all of Grandma's Kitchen classics, and they have on the menu fried chicken, savory mac and cheese, and more. Of course, it is lush, so their mixologists will be there crafting up soulful cocktails. They're going to have giveaways, exclusive merchandise, cold hard cash. They're saying chances of you walking away with something awesome are pretty darn good. For games, they'll have tables set up for competitive games of spades, bidwist, and dominoes. It's a $10 cover, which seems... Pretty reasonable, given all the entertainment, great food, games, and giveaway, and swag. Plus, they'll be throwing Sunday Old School on the second Sunday of every month with the first one starting this January 14th. More details at LushMPLS.com or Minnesota People of Color Pride's website, MNPOCPride.org. Turning to book bans, if you're a fan of banning LGBTQ books, you're starting 2024 off with a big loss. A federal judge has blocked the state of Iowa from banning LGBTQ books in schools. Their law was set to go into effect on January 1st, but a federal judge stepped in after a big coalition sued the state. More on that coalition in a minute. The judge called the law a bulldozer attempt to set up a, quote, puritanical orthodoxy, end quote, in schools. Exactly. He's also parked blocked, rather, part of the law that would have banned teaching kids about gender and sexual orientation in elementary school. He said that part of the law was so poorly written that teachers wouldn't be able to use, quote, virtually every book ever written, end quote. The case isn't over. This just blocks the law until the suit has been decided. But based on this initial ruling, fingers crossed, free speech will actually prevail. What I really love, though, about this is the coalition of people suing Iowa over this law. You have Lambda Literary, or Lambda Legal, rather, and the ACLU, two organizations you would expect to sue the hell out of Iowa over this. But Penguin Random House and the Iowa Teachers Association, their union, also filed suit. Also, the authors Lori Howells Anderson, John Green, Melinda Lau, and Jody Pico, and a number of students and parents are also part of the suit. This is the model. Everyone has a stake in this. So to see a major legal organization, two of them actually, fighting against this with a major publishing house and the teachers union and parents and students is really important. And I hope that folks look to this coalition as the model for fighting back in other states. Turning to movies, this week the film Good Grief dropped on Netflix on January 5th. It's written and directed by Dan Levy. I've been waiting for a while now to see what Dan was going to come up with after Schitt's Creek. He did some commercials. He had a first look deal at ABC. He had a small role in Hulu's Christmas movie, Happiest Season. He had a supporting role on the show Sex Education, which I didn't actually end up liking. Hannah Gadsby, on the other hand, was a delight. Anyway, I've been waiting to see what Dan would follow Schitt's Creek up with. And based on the trailer for Good Grief, I have to say I'm intrigued. He's going for some drama here after winning all the comedy Emmys for Schitt's Creek. His husband, played by out actor Luke Evans, has died and Dan Levy is grieving, especially when he finds out Luke Evans was seeing someone before he died. 
Dan has two amazing friends and Ruth Nega and Himish Patel. I love, love, love Himish Patel after his role in Station Eleven. I'm not into the whole genre of plagues and diseases causing the end of the world because we basically just, you know, lived through that and somehow maybe made it through despite people claiming it didn't even exist. So I'm not into those types of stories, but Station Eleven was phenomenal. It's on HBO if you're interested. Here's hoping this is another role that will let him shine and do his thing. Good Grief looks interesting to me also because it's exploring all the dimensions of grief and the grieving process and doing that through a queer lens, or at least that's what I'm hoping. I am a little worried about Ruth Nega's storyline. There is this whole trope of having a black woman as a gay man's BFF, and the sole plot line is to take care of that gay man and without having any dimension or life outside of that. So fingers crossed that's not going to happen here, and that Ruth has a full, beautiful, rich, messy storyline all of her own. And Ruth, Hamish, and Dan Levy all get to go to Paris. So yes, we'll watch it just for that. And from the trailer... I suggest this is going to be a big celebration of their friendship and maybe Dan meets a new man. Maybe. Good grief on Netflix now. Also out in theaters, which is basically just New York and L.A. right now, but hopefully finally making its way to Minneapolis this month is All of Us Strangers. I've been waiting for this movie and it's killing me that everyone who's seen it on New York and L.A. have been saying how great it is on Blue Sky and Instagram. I've been a huge fan of Andrew Hagues, who wrote and directed 2011's Weekend. He also wrote and directed the show Looking for HBO that was tragically canceled. HBO also tragically canceled another brilliant queer show, Generation. I'm never going to let that go, HBO. Never. All of Us Strangers is based on the 1987 novel Strangers by Taichi Yamada. The film is a romantic fantasy starring Andrew Scott, who was the priest in Fleabag's second season. And then the internet renamed him Hot Priest. Interestingly, during the press tour for this film, Andrew has started talking about how when he started his career, people were telling him not to come out. It still happens, people. All of Us Strangers follows Adam, played by Adam Scott, where he has, Andrew Scott rather, where he has a chance encounter with a mysterious neighbor who gets him off of his routine, but in a good way. They start to develop a relationship, but Adam finds a lot of his childhood memories coming to life and this starts to preoccupy him. So he goes home where he finds his parents who have died, but they appear to be alive and just living their lives. His parents are played by the wonderful Claire Foy and Jamie Bell, Paul Meskel is the mysterious neighbor. Keep checking the internet for it to open in your local theater. It should be there, fingers crossed, this month. Turning to books. First up is Pollyanna Gay by Jer Long. Jer introduces us to August Applegate. Yes, that's the name. August is 16 years old and gay, but he's living in 1963 in a small Appalachian town. So he's trying to figure out what does it even mean to be gay then and there. That's where Bucks County Theater Camp comes in. Side note, if you haven't seen Theater Camp, the movie from last summer, it's a delight. Noah Galvin, who plays the stage manager and who's basically keeping the whole camp running unbeknownst to everyone else, is stunning. Anyhow... August spends a magical summer, summer at theater camp with all of the drama you would expect from a theater camp. Plus, he has a beautifully charismatic roommate, Pete, and another roommate, Farley, who is a jerk. After theater camp, it looks like we follow August through high school and college, and then we get to see him come into his own through the gay rights movement and then the onset of the AIDS pandemic. 
Based on the title, I'm giving, giving, getting rather vibes that August is one of those Pollyanna gays who'd be sinking on the Titanic and saying how nice the fresh air is and how fun it is to be spending quality time with everyone. But as I was thinking about it, it looks like the author is tackling what it could be, what it actually means to be quote unquote Pollyanna-ish, getting behind the rose-colored glasses. And that's why I got interested in the novel, because it seems everyone everywhere has decided to deliberately be their worst absolute selves. So Pollyanna is maybe exactly what we need right now. If you like young adult novels, Just Happy to Be Here by Naomi Kanakia just came out on January 2nd. The publishers are calling this a mashup of Tobley McSmith and Meredith Russo. It takes place at Ainsley Academy, and it's all about Tara, who is the first openly trans girl at Ainsley. As you can imagine, all Tara wants is to be treated like any other girl at Ainsley, judged on her merits, not her trans identity, because where's the instruction manual for being the first trans girl in school? She tries to join the Sibyls, or the Sibyls, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but it's this old school sisterhood. They've got secret codes and whatnot. But when she tries to join, of course, all the straights and the cisgenders begin to question, should the club even exist anymore? And isn't that so perfect and true to life that they would rather shut down their secret clubs and their businesses rather than actually, you know, include queer and trans people? As for Tara, she's not really interested into being the poster girl for a movement. She just wants to chill with those Sybils, Sybils who've got her back, especially a certain Felicity, who might want to be more than friends. What flagged this novel for me was the Kirkus Review. In their review, they wrote that it thoughtfully explores the desire for acceptance, the difficulty of living underneath laws targeting trans youth, and the tension of seeking access to an oppressive system rather than sacrificing your own well-being to fight it. It's a big question, not only for queer and trans teens, but for all of us who are trying to figure out how we personally want to interact with oppressive schools or jobs or, you know, Florida. Published by Harper Teen, just happy to be here by Naomi. Kanakia is out now. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks everyone for listening. Our podcasts are executive produced by Jim Pounds, creative and accounting support provided by Gordy Erickson, production, distribution, and marketing support provided by Brett Johnson, Chad Larson, Laura Hedlund, and Jennifer Ogren from AM 950. You can find us on social media. Search for This Queer Book Saved My Life on Facebook. We're also at This Queer Book on Instagram. For The Gailey Show, check out AM 950's YouTube channel and their Facebook page. Of course, you can always connect, connect with us rather through our website, thisqueerbook.com. And until our next episode, see you queers and allies in the bookstores.